Hey friend, welcome to Self Transformed, a podcast redefining self-care through simple fitness, nutrition, and mindset habits. I'm your host, Emily Nichols, certified personal trainer, Whole30 coach, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast. (laughs) Hey, I know the struggle is real when it comes to taking care of you. I too am a busy working mom who felt physically and emotionally drained until I took action on my own transformation journey. I finally found the solutions to feeling confident and living a healthy lifestyle that doesn't feel hard. And now I'm on a mission to equip you with sustainable tools to help transform your life from the inside out, guilt free. Together, we will simplify your health and fitness into daily habits that don't feel like another thing on your long to-do list, but daily actions that light you up instead. So if you're ready to redefine self-care and step into your own self-transformation, then let's do this. You're listening to episode 93 of Self Transformed. Welcome back, friend. What a busy week last week. I held my free workshop, Habit Breakthrough Boot Camp. And if you go back the past three episodes, I aired a preview of what went down in my free community for this workshop. So if you weren't able to join us live, no worries. They're up in the Facebook group. There's a link in my um, show notes if you'd like to go check it out and join us over there. They will be coming down later this week, though. But there is that preview on the podcast. So go take a quick listen. We really dug in deep into some juicy habit hacks, you know. Just based on my own wellness journey and working with folks like you as my clients, personal training-wise and mindset and Whole30, it's hard to set foundations and habits for your life and actually stick with them. I feel like we're always starting and stopping, starting and something, starting and stopping something. And we need to find a way to establish these habits that are going to last a lifetime and able to pivot as well when seasons of our life change as well. It's all about that transformation and being open to ever evolving and having that inside out transformation. You know, I want you to feel lit up from the inside out and feel confident in your body as well. So I also made a super huge announcement about my new signature six-week live group coaching program called Self Transform You. I I am so excited. It makes my like makes my heart rate go up just thinking about it. I'm so excited to get started with these group of ladies. So you are cordially invited to join us as well. We begin May 10th. I'm only taking on 15 clients for this. So make sure you sign up ASAP. And since this is our first beta launch of the program, I'm offering it at a very special rate. The next time I offer it, the price will be going up. So make sure you register right away. You can go to selftransformu, the letter u.com. What you can expect is six weeks of transformation. We're going to do it in very simple and realistically and break it down so you don't feel very overwhelmed. Obviously, there will be workouts and my food freedom method for us to do together, but we're really going to go even deeper into mindset and habit coaching, kind of like what we did last week in my free workshop, but just taking it next level and helping you customize it even more. So after the six weeks, you leave with your own simple and realistic health and fitness plan, but you're able to take it with you beyond there. We're going to have a workbook tracker slash journal where we're going to add on a little bit to it each week to create and cultivate your own customized routine to have an inside out transformation that will last not just through six weeks, but through a lifetime. So hurry, hurry, friend, go to self-transform you. 
www.jennyfeldman.com and I can't wait to see you there. So let's talk about today's episode. We're getting down real stuff here, okay? We're not messing around anymore. Today I'm talking with Jamie McLaughlin. We are talking about what self-care really looks like as a mom. We're calling BS on self-care for moms and what a lot of people think self-care is. You know, I've been through my own rebrand the past few months, switching from self-care isn't selfish to self-transformed, really to help people view taking care of themselves in a different light. And I hope and pray that this has been transparent to you and you are seeing self-care in a different way as well. But we are really, we're not messing around. Jamie and I are not messing around this episode, but let me tell you about her. So Jamie is the founder and CEO of the Mac House Company and is the host of the Unfiltered Motherhood Podcast. So make sure you go subscribe over there. Some really great episodes over there with Jamie. She's a lifestyle coach for moms, self-care strategist, and a professional hair and makeup artist. Jamie's passionate about helping women take care of themselves in the midst of a selfless season of life and truly learn to thrive in all areas. That key word right there, thrive. We're not meant to just barely survive. We are meant to thrive. You know, Jamie said something really great during our conversation together. You'll hear in a moment, she said, you know, all of us crazy, busy, overwhelmed moms, we're anxious, depressed, we're hungry, and our bras don't fit anymore. (laughs) And I was like, geez, like, how'd you know? How'd you know? And if that sounds like you, then this is the episode for you. We're calling BS on what self-care really looks like for moms. And as always, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode. I'll be sharing my three biggest takeaways for you to start taking action today. So let's get into this conversation. You're going to love it. All right, gang, welcome back to Self Transformed. We are redefining self-care today with my friend, Jamie McLaughlin. Jamie, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yes, thanks for having me. I am so excited to dig into this conversation. I feel like we're kindred spirits after the first time we talked because we (laughs) really kind of view self-care in the same way. Um, But before we get started, I ask every guest the same question. What does the term self-transform mean to you? What comes to mind? So I think that we all personally have the capabilities to truly transform ourselves and our lives. And I think as, as you know, young adults, we kind of go through this like process of like unlearning how our parents lived and trying to decide like how we want to live and what that looks like. And sometimes it's, you know, kind of a painful process. Um, and you know, like learning how you want your own marriage to look like, or your parenting style, right. Or your social life or habits or all those things. Um, and it's all kind of a crazy concept when you realize that we do have the freedom to choose. Um, and so for me, I think that we all have like that potential inside of us to transform ourselves, um, our lives and our families and future generations to come whether that is choosing faith, you know, not saying like that's without God or without your beliefs or anything, but, um, you know, we have the opportunity to choose faith or choosing to heal or choosing to change or choosing hard things. And, and we all have to choose it. Um, but I think it starts with us. No one can make these changes for us. And so I think for me, when, when I hear like self-transformed, it's just having that like heightened awareness that we have choices and opportunities and freedoms, um, to transform and make these changes in our lives. So it's kind of how I see it. I love that, Jamie. You know, we all have, we can all make conscious decisions and choices within our lives to Mm -hmm. change the way things are. But sometimes we just get so stuck in our head. We don't do it. We don't make the step to change. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your transformation story. Kind of 
where you've been and what has happened in your life to bring you to who you are today and what you do today. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't even know where to start. There's been so, yeah, it really is. There's been so many transformations for me and so many changes in my life personally. Um, honestly, I feel like transformation will always be a continuous effort for me. I don't ever want to be just kind of stagnant and stay in one place. I always want to make sure that I'm like learning and changing and growing. Um, so for me personally, I went from, you know, we'll just start as a teenager. (laughs) I went from like a rebellious hormonal teenager to being a single mom at 19. I was an entrepreneur and it was more of like survival, um, and just not, not really being good at listening to bosses (laughs) rather than like anything else. Um, and you know, and then I was a single mom again, twice over. Um, I really transformed. I, you know, I used to be super harsh and critical and hurt and angry because of all my past and my history. And now I'm a lot more gentle. I'm still assertive. We'll say that I'm not like some docile little girl, (laughs) but, um, I'm, you know, a more gentle, but assertive, confident woman. I love to grow. Um, I love therapy. I love reading and learning and helping other women, which is like a huge change from how I used to be. Um, you know, again, I've been a single mom, a married mom. Now I have four kids. I've birthed babies with epidurals. I've birthed them without, you know, having the transformation of, I can't do this to, I totally can do this. I went from, you know, completely like hating myself and who I was to now, you know, now being diagnosed with ADHD, finally understanding and accepting myself. I feel like every aspect of my life has been super transformational. There's just been constant changes the whole time. Um, and, and honestly, it all points me to where I'm at today. Um, so for me personally, um, I am a life coach for women, a self-care strategist and a beauty expert. And I feel like I am where I am today. Um, and I help women because I felt like I didn't have the help and support that I needed or that I wanted or that I craved. Um, especially when I was going through those challenging times of, you know, being a mom is just hard in general, but then you add on like being a single mom and not having family in town and undiagnosed ADHD and depression and not, you know, so I am now able to kind of provide support and information and strategies to women who are also going through similar things. Um, you know, and it's cool because I have the opportunity to offer that support and encouragement and sometimes direct answers and, you know, simple strategies to life problems. And I love it. And it's awesome. So, um, I'm grateful for all the crap (laughs) (laughs) because it really did build my character and make me a tough cookie and, um, kind of get me to where I'm at now. So. Yeah. Well, Jamie, I feel like a lot could, a lot of women listening could totally relate to your story as well, because we've all had these different transformations and roadblocks in our life and just seeing your own transformation there for how you changed your mindset for how you deal Mm -hmm. with things. I feel like there's so much momentum and like a snowball effect. Once you start feeding into that change and you see the positive effects of it, or if maybe it doesn't go that way, you learn how to deal with it. You almost crave it more and you learn how to deal Absolutely. I mean, the craving is there for sure. I, I, you know, again, used to be a teenager who hated being told what to do, who never could admit when she was wrong to now I'm like in therapy and in my counseling sessions. And I'm like, tell me, I want to get better. I love it. Like I can totally handle correction so much more than I could before. So, um, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, some people, 
I think one of the hardest parts too, about that transformation is when you've kind of fully accepted, like that was who I was, this is who I am now, but still having those people in your life or kind of getting reconnected with people where they still view you as that old person. I feel like that's kind of been the hardest part for me. It's like, I don't even know who that girl was, (laughs) but, um, I'm totally different now, but you know, I love it. I love that transformation. Well, you mentioned you are a life coach for women and a self-care strategist. So Yes. Let's really get down to it. Like, what does self-care really mean? Like, cause mm. when you hear that term, mm-hmm. people go in a couple different directions and I've shared on the show already why I've changed the name of my podcast from self-care isn't selfish to self-transform is because that word in itself is so polarizing mm-hmm. and it drives me crazy because it is so much more than bubble baths, but I want to hear what you think self-care really yes. is. Yes. Yeah. So self-care, I mean, there's so many different levels of self-care. We'll just say that. But to me, like my definition of self-care is proactively making choices and creating habits to ensure that you're not only able to sustain your lifestyle or the lifestyle that you want, but it's an effective tool to push yourself into a space where you're thriving and, um, not just surviving where you're like truly flourishing. And I feel like that's, there's such a big disconnect between where we're at today and that space where we're flourishing. And we're really missing those like basic fundamentals of what self-care actually is. We're being super reactive in self-care and not proactive. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just, not kind of making those right choices. So, you know, self-care is it's knowing your needs. It's being aware of and listening to your body. It's therapy, it's healing, it's getting ready and putting makeup on daily. It's drinking water and eating a healthy meal. It's simplifying life and cutting the guilt out. It's ordering meal kits instead of stressing out each week over what you're cooking. Right. Um, it's, it's so much more than bath bombs and chocolate bars. And, and although, bath bombs and chocolate bars can be incredible ways to treat ourselves, right? I mean, that's wonderful. That's more of like a treat, not necessarily self-care. And so for me, self-care is a much more deeper, has a deeper definition and a deeper meaning than kind of those, like, I'm going to eat a Snickers bar while I sit in the bath and binge on Netflix. Um, And and one of the things that I kind of like to teach um, my community is just making like differentiating that, right. There's like those self-care deficits. And then there's like that self-care that pushes us into that space where we're thriving. And a lot of people, you know, I follow Maslow's hierarchy of needs when I'm talking about self-care. And I think think a lot of people are really missing out on those like fundamental base levels of self-care of like eating right and drinking water and having good sleep and having good rest. And, and there's so many free ways of taking care of ourselves. Um, you know, it's not always like massages and blowouts and all these things. So self-care means so much and it's going to change depending on the season that you're in. Um, and so that's kind of another thing, what works for you now might not work for you in six months what worked for you six months ago might not serve you well today. So it's just kind of knowing and being aware and just like listening to that inner knowing of your body of like, no, this isn't right. Or yes, this resonates well. I'm going to keep doing this or, you know, whatever. So that was a long winded definition for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. And like you've mentioned, Jamie, I mean, it's really simplifying your basic needs. That's all it really Mm -hmm. comes down to. And you've talked about this on your show and on your blog as well. Just as moms, we have been taught that we need to be selfless in everything that we do. And you've called BS on that. And I was like, raise my hands to Jesus. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So I want to talk about that a little bit more. Why Why are we, why have we been taught to be so selfless that we're not taking care of ourselves at all? 
Yeah. So we have been told um, this, this lie that we have to sacrifice ourselves at the altar of motherhood. That's what I like to say. We are just making the sacrifice of ourselves, right? And, and not forgetting about ourselves and abandoning ourselves and not taking care of ourselves makes us a better mom. This is like this lie that we've believed or society has like perpetuated. But the truth is, is, is it doesn't work. It doesn't work long-term. Those are only short-term decisions you can make, right? So like the newborn season, Yes, that is a sacrificial season. We all know that, right? But it's a season and it's short and that's not how you're supposed to um, live out your entire motherhood journey of just like completely sacrificing yourself, your needs, your body, your nutrition, all of those things. So we just need to know and understand that it's just not sustainable, right? Living that way long-term is not sustainable. So, you know, I've got just a couple of points that we can kind of talk about when it comes to like lies that moms have believed about how you function as a mom or what makes you a good mom or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, first things first is when you put yourself last, you feel like crap you do. And I don't think that we kind of understand that connection because I think that a lot of moms are walking around and they're anxious and they're depressed and they're hungry and their blood sugar is low and you know, they're lacking sleep and they're lacking clothes that fit them and they're lacking bras that fit their boobs right now. And they're lacking, you know, all of these things because they're sacrificing. Our kids are walking around looking like little models. And then we look in the mirror and we're like, cool, I've got a breast milk stain and my hair is greasy. Like nobody feels good like that. Right. It, It just, it just, it doesn't make sense. Right. And, and I just think that we've accepted that, you know, a plus B equals C abandon myself, give everything to my kids equals I'm a good mom. But at the end of the day, we have to understand, first of all, you feel like crap, everything that's inside of you is going to come out onto the rest of your family. And so when you're empty, when you're depleted, when you don't feel good, when you're anxious, when you're depressed, when you have those baby blues, what do you think is coming out into your marriage? And what do you think is coming out into your parenting and, and into your friendships? If you even have them, right. It's not good things. Um, you're not, you know, again, it goes back to that, like super cheesy line. Like you can't pour from an empty cup. Like it's so true. You actually can't. Um, and so I think we need to make that clear distinction that when you put yourself last, you actually feel like crap. Whereas if, you know, you flip it around and you're like, you wake up 30 minutes before your kids, you have a cup of coffee, you drink some water, you do your journaling, you do 10 minutes of stretching, whatever that looks like, right? Whatever fills you up in the morning. Maybe it's not morning time. Maybe you do that in the evening time, right? How much better are you going to show up for your children and for your family and for your spouse when like you're up and you're awake and you're alive and your needs have been taken care of? And like I say, your blood sugar isn't low. Um, And I I just think that we need to really make that connection that when you put yourself last, you actually do feel like crap and that you're not a selfish mom if you take care of your needs as well. Hey gang, cutting in real quick to tell you about my favorite meal delivery service, Cooked. They are a Chicago-based meal delivery service and let me tell you, my family is obsessed. So Cooked offers chef-crafted meals that are cooked simply with only the purest ingredients and they have three different meal types. So they have signature whole food meals, plant-based vegetarian meals, and even better, Whole30 approved meals. They're an official Whole30 approved meal delivery service. In my husband's last round of his Whole30, this was a game changer. It made 
his Whole30 even easier and me too so I wasn't cooking on the meals and the meals were delicious we're still ordering them every week within our food freedom so head over to eatcooked.us and you can use the code emilynichols15 to receive 15% off your first order and then emilynichols5 for every order after that to receive 5% off your meals so go check out eatcooked.us and let me know your favorite cooked meal that you receive you're gonna love it. Another point that I kind of like to talk about is that when you put your kids schedules above everything else, you isolate yourself. So selfless. Yeah. Like selfless motherhood says that, you know, we have to have our kids sleep schedules, perfect and all organic foods prepared and homemade everything ready. Right. And, and between nap times and the kids colds and being exhausted, right. You just keep yourself at home. You sit there thinking negative thoughts about yourself because you have no one else engaging in these conversations like, oh yeah, I feel the same way. Right. Or you don't have one speak, have anyone speaking life over you. But at the end of the day, I think moms need to understand, like, guess what? Your, your kids are going to survive if they're not down at 12 o'clock on the dot every single day. Like that's crazy. And in fact, for me, I've realized that my kids, while we love consistency in our home and, and we try to encourage that, we also know that. I'm not necessarily going to be totally dictated by my children's schedules. We're going to be flexible and know that life isn't always that scheduled and perfect. And if I wanted to go out to lunch with my girlfriends, I did. And my kids slept in their car seat (laughs) or they slept on the bench next to me, or they slept on my lap. Like, you know, we need to have more flexibility and know like, no, I'm not going to sit my butt at home all by myself on the couch and do laundry all day, every day while my kids are asleep. So they can be in their bed at 12 o'clock every day. No, I'm going to go to lunch with my girlfriends and I'm going to fill my cup up. And that's not a bad thing. Right. And it's just knowing that fine line of like, yes, we want to provide consistency and yes, we want a safe home. And yes, you know, yes, we want these things. But at the end of the day, like putting your kids schedules above everything all the time, consistently, it's not sustainable and you're going to isolate yourself and no one does good being isolated. Right. So these are additional forms of making sure that you are taking care of yourself in addition to taking care of your children. It's not me first or me only or them first or them only it's me too it's Mm -hmm. me and them it's me and my husband and them right because we all have needs um you know and again it goes back to like when you're not socializing you do believe these lies that you tell yourself and you do believe these you know stupid articles that you're reading and all this stuff and and when we're isolated you know we 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 tend to have dark thoughts and we think that we're alone in this. And we think that, you know, we're the only one with stretch marks and we're the only one who feels fat and we're the only one who doesn't feel confident and who maybe is having trouble in the bedroom and having a hard time integrating being a new mom and being married and, you know, integrating work and, you know, all these things. Right. And so when we're by ourselves, we're kind of like perpetuating this like negative story in our head Whereas if we were to sit down at lunch with our girlfriends or with a small group or all these things while our kids slept on our laps on a freaking bench while you're eating pancakes, right? How much better would you feel if you were like, God, I feel like garbage. And they're like, girl, me too. (laughs) too. (laughs) Right? Like same dude, look at, you know, look at these love handles. Oh, let's start walking together. Okay, cool. Right? So you see how like, there's just so many things that we just don't, don't understand that we've accepted as normal, like a normal part of being a mom is not doing anything for yourself and doing everything for them and making sure they have a perfect schedule and 
perfect organic baby food. And they're, you know, oh my God, let your kids eat a freaking cupcake. Yeah. Like it's fine. (laughs) They're going to be okay. Right. And I think, you know, I have four kids. So the more kids you have, the more you realize they're going to be just fine. You're a little more flexible. (laughs) You get a lot more flexible. Yeah. And I always say they're going to hate me for something, right? They're going to, it doesn't matter how perfect I am. My my kids are going to be in therapy for something I've said or done. Okay. And I'm just going to do the best that I can. And I'm going to make sure that our home is well balanced and that they know that I have needs and I know that they have needs and it's a mutual respect. And, you know, um, and so that's kind of how I approach that. But I think at the end of the day, like I said, putting everyone else first and abandoning yourself, it's not sustainable. Um, like I said, whatever is in us comes out um, and it gets thrown on everyone else. So whatever's inside us, right? So if we have joy and peace and a sense of calm and a sense of purpose, and we have excitement, what do you think is going to come out in our conversations and in our body language and in our affection, right? Or vice versa. If we're like dreading our day and we've got low blood sugar and we're burnt out and we're depressed and we're anxious and we, we worry and we're resentful to our spouse because he gets to go to work and sit on the toilet by himself, right? What do you think is going to come out? Exactly. I think it comes out either way. And so at the end of the day, we have to understand that, you know, one of my favorite quotes is like, if you don't pick a day to relax, your body's going to pick it for you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to take care of yourself either way. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be when you're sick and you feel like garbage or you're depressed, or is it going to be you taking, you know, really being really intentional with those daily habits that you have, um, and, and making sure that it is me too. Not again, like I said, not me first, not me only it's not selfish. It's like, we're all humans. We all live under the same roof. We all get tired. We all have to go to the bathroom. We all need showers. We all get grumpy. We all need cuddles, right? We need different things and we need to respect and honor those needs equally. Exactly. You know, you bring up so many good points here, Jamie, because I'm just thinking of myself when I was a new mom and how isolating that was and Mm self-sacrificing. And I feel like that's where it starts for moms. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the way it has to be all the time. And my kids are a little older. My boys are um, almost 13 and nine. And thinking about to my own wellness journey, when I really started making self-care a priority and curating my own self-care routine back in 2015, I've laid a foundation for habits, daily self-care habits, where you know now we're running them around to sports. Their schedules are dictating us. I'm like, I feel comfortable asking for help or saying, no, we're Mm -hmm. not going to do that tonight. And it's not the end of the world because this and that, but also like you mentioned, I'm modeling to them. Yeah. It is important for me to take care of myself. And I, like you said, I have a much more joyful mother. I'm not snapping at them for Mm -hmm. (laughs) leaving their socks on the stairs for the love of God. Will you just take your socks upstairs? But you know what I mean? It's like, you're just so much more patient. So when you lay that foundation with those self-care strategies earlier, you're able to adapt as those different seasons of life come into play and you're For sure. And you set the precedence. You do. You, you're the, like, this is one thing that a lot of moms are functioning as if their kids are the boss, right? Like they're boss babies running around like, no, no, you're the leader of the home. You're the boss. Mm -hmm. What you say goes. And although obviously I'm not encouraging you to have like a dictatorship type home, like we obviously want to have love and respect, but at the end of the day, like 
What you say goes, you set the precedence, you allow what comes in your home. You are the gatekeeper of your home. You decide how you want your home to be. And for me, you know, I have a 13 year old daughter and I want to show her obviously, yes, like physical self-care is important mental, all these different ways of self-care is important. But like right now we're in, in the process of, you know, she, a possible ADHD diagnosis for her and maybe anxiety. And so we're doing all these tests and all these, and it's just exhausting and it's tiring and it's hard. And, you know, she's going through a lot. And and part of the thing that I want to encourage her is part of taking care of yourself is advocating for yourself. And I need you to know that you can always advocate for yourself and how to do that. And I think that we are able to, we have the opportunity to model how to advocate for ourselves to our children so that they then are able to do that. Right. So if she is in school and she's beyond overwhelmed, right? So she gets overwhelmed with the fluorescent lighting and certain smells like we're really natural in our house. So we don't do like um, air fresheners or anything like that were super clean. And so for her, when she steps into a classroom and our teacher has like wax melts and like sprays and all this different stuff, like she gets an instant headache, she gets instant anxiety. The lighting is different. And I'm like, you need to be able to advocate for yourself and you need to say, I'm not feeling well. I need to go to the nurse. Or can you please not spray that in the classroom? It's giving me a headache or, you know, whatever that is. Right. Or I need to go work outside in the library or I'm not doing well, or I need help, or I can't do this. Right. And so that's another level of self-care is being able to teach our children and model for our children that we're going to advocate for ourselves. And you should also advocate for yourself too. You know, your body, you should listen to it, listen to those bodies, your body's cues. Um, and you can, you can show them obviously by engaging in this conversation, but also doing that, being able to advocate for yourself to your kids. I'm not feeling well. I need to eat a meal before we engage in this conversation. Otherwise I'm going to be really grumpy. Yeah. And we're not going to get results, right? Like you're human. So tell your kids you're human and model that step-by-step process of I'm not feeling well. My body's telling me I'm hungry. I know I'm going to eat. I'm telling you I need a break so I can eat. And that I will re-engage in this conversation when I'm ready to, and my blood sugar is back up. So we do have lots of opportunities to, to kind of show our kids how to do this. That's so good, Jamie. So, you know, a lot of women are probably listening like, yes, yes, I want to make self-care a priority. I want to, you know, take care of myself. But then they're saying, but when I do, I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. How do we overcome that guilt? Mom guilt is real. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it happens, but how do we decrease the guilt we feel for taking care of our basic needs? So the first question that I ask people when they go through this kind of process of like digging in, like they've been able to identify, like, I want to do these things, but I feel guilty when I do that. The first question that I want you to ask yourself is whose voice am I hearing when I feel guilty about this? Who, whose voice am I hearing inside my head, making me feel this guilt? Is it my mom? Is it my dad? Is it my spouse? Is it something I saw? something I read, what is this voice and where did it come from? And identify that first of all. And I think that's going to, that's going to kind of open your eyes to like what you are allowing to dictate the way that you care for yourself and the way that you kind of model that for your family. So that's step number one. And step number two is you just start, you just do it. You just start by doing little things that fill your bucket up or fill your cup up and you will see the difference. Okay. So one thing that I always say is I I talk a lot about like that domino effect, right? It's finding that first domino 
to push over that will have the domino effect in the rest of your day. So that's going to look different for different people. But for me, especially moms, again, I worked with women for like 16, 17 years on. And again, I was a hair and makeup artist. I saw this play out day in and day out. Now, again, I, I coach moms and, and do, you know, lots of stuff with moms. Um, but with moms specifically and women specifically start by getting ready every day. Okay. A simple task of spending 10 minutes every single day, right? Most days. Okay. On your day off, obviously you want to be in sweats and relax, but on most days, wake up and spend 15 minutes doing your hair and your makeup. Right. And you will notice the difference in your day. Get out of your sweatpants, wash your freaking top knot. Okay. Do your hair and makeup and you'll see the difference in how you show up for your day and how you approach your kids and how you speak to your spouse. Okay. You've got to find that first domino to create that domino effect in your day. And nine times out of 10 for women, it is getting themselves ready. Like I always say, I'm so much more productive when I have a bra on, like the fact of the matter is we are right. Yeah. When, you know, and again, I can kind of go into the science of this and I have a whole web class on this on like why taking care of yourself matters and makes a difference. But, um, at the end of the day, like your brain is primed with what you put on your body. So if you're putting on sweatpants or you're putting on like workout clothes, right. Your brain is like, okay, cool. She's got her Nikes on, like it's time to get going. Right. When you're in, you know, all black and you're going to a funeral, right. You're aligning like what's on your body with how you need to behave. And so when we're not taking that intentional step and we are wearing baggy clothes that don't fit and they're stained and they're gross, that's telling our brains like, "Mm, you don't have to try so hard today. Like we're just going to chill. Okay. So you have the opportunity to kind of change and our mind and our body are so much more connected than we understand. Um, and, and our appearance has a massive impact on that. So, and it's not even about what other people think. And that's what I try to teach, you know, the women that kind of come into my programs. It's not about what other people think. It's about how you're showing up for your day and the impact that it has on your brain and your productivity and your confidence and your mental health. Um, so start by spending 10 minutes a day, getting yourself ready and see what happens. Yeah. That reminds me when I had my second son, um, I would get up, I would shower big deal, get ready. And then I would take my oldest son to daycare. And then I would spend the rest of the day at home with um, my baby. And I was like, I feel freaking amazing. I was getting stuff done. You know, I was still, you know, in the newborn stage, but I felt Mm -hmm. so much more leveled up than I did when my first son was born. And Mm -hmm. I was like laying in my pajamas all day, like, you know, breast milk all over my husband, get home from work and be like, you haven't showered yet. And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Not a good subject to have right now. Um, but yeah, and even just thinking of that domino effect, like for me personally, my domino effect is fitness. And when I work mm-hmm. out, that's my cue that yes, I'm gonna have a great day today. I have that those endorphins going, but also mentally, emotionally, I feel great. I'm opened up. Yep. But it takes time to figure out what that looks like for you. But like you said, for once sure. you start doing it, just taking those first few steps, you start feeling better. That guilt just kind of slowly goes away. It does because the, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's like that guilt is only there when we're not doing it. And then when you're doing it and you're doing it well, the guilt instantly diminishes because you're like, oh my God, I'm actually a happy mom. Like I can actually have fun with my kids. <laughs> like I'm actually like flirty with my husband when he right. comes home because I feel good and I'm wearing cute panties, right? right? Like the proof is in the pudding. You're not gonna feel guilty 
buying cute clothes, especially if it's within your budget, but, um, buying cute clothes when you know how much better you show up. And even today, like I bought some new clothes and I just kind of put it right, you know, just a couple graphic tees, put it in my closet. Wasn't a big deal. Um, I'm super minimal with my closet. I'm not a big shopper, but, um, and my husband is hilarious. He knows everything that's in my closet. Cause he does the laundry. Um, but I had walked into our office space and was dropping my daughter off. And I walked in the door and he was like, babe, you look so cute today. And I was like, thanks. Right. <laughs> Is it really about the shirt? No. no, but do I feel good in it? Yes. Do I love that my husband complimented me? Yes. And is that going to create a domino effect later down the road of like loving each other and complimenting each other and little bouncing going on at home, right? Like, like it does, these things do have domino effects. And so when you feel the result and the effects of it, you're not going to feel bad about doing it anymore. Exactly. Oh, finding those little dominoes throughout the day. I love that. Love yes. that. Well, what about this? So when I work with women, it's always when it comes to self-care, they feel guilt mm. or they lack the time. Yep. So yep. how do we overcome that? How do we schedule ourselves in? Yes. So there's so many things here. Again, this is a lot of what I teach in, in my programs. Um, and it's, it is, those are like two of the biggest uh, stopping points for moms of like why they don't actually do it. And once we get past these, we like realize the freedom of this. So what I say about women who say like, I don't have time. Okay. One of the biggest excuses that moms say, and what I can say is that you're not just going to find the time you're, it's not just going to fall into your lap. Like you have to create the time you have to simplify, you have to minimize, and you have to stop over committing yourself everyone has 24 hours in a day. Okay. Everyone has 1,440 minutes per day. And I'm not talking about like you have the same 24 hours as Beyonce has, right? No, we don't. She has assistants and nutritionists and, and millions and millions of dollars, right? We have different resources, but we all have the same 24 hours in a day. We all have the same minutes in a day. And if you cannot find 15 minutes out of the 1,440 minutes a day that we have to get yourself ready, or if you don't have one hour a week to step away from your kids, you are completely overcommitted and you've got to make some shifts. Yeah. You, if you are not taking care of yourself and you are unwell and unhealthy and your marriage is in shambles, but your kids are in club soccer, hell no, pull them out, pull them out. It is not those, that is not what is going to make or break your family is whether your kids are in 9 million activities. Okay. And I think a lot of times moms are overscheduling themselves or overscheduling their kids. And again, it goes back to that look at the balance, right? Do a block schedule of like a whole week or a whole month, right? Everyone's activities in and how you spend your time and highlight it and color code it. And you're going to see that like everyone else has way more time than you do. And you just got to balance it out. Right. And again, we know that motherhood requires sacrifice. There are going to be times and seasons and things that we do depending on what our children need. But if you don't have time to eat a meal, time to drink water, time to get yourself ready and set yourself up for a successful week. If you don't have 15 minutes a day to get yourself ready, it sounds like you need to take some things off your schedule and you need to create that time and you need to protect that time. And you need to put yourself on the calendar, just like you would a doctor's appointment and not break it. And you need to just do it and commit to it. And again, getting past these things, it takes effort. It's almost like the gym, right? Most people hate going to the gym for the first time, but it's like, once you get there, those endorphins are released and you feel the, the effects of that. 
Same thing here. Really hard at first to get past these things. But once you do, you realize the benefit and then you're going to keep coming back for more. Um, so I suggest creating that time, simplifying, pulling things off your schedule and getting really ruthless and protective of your boundaries in your home. Yeah. It's a matter of just taking action and doing it unapologetically for yep. not only you, your family, everyone's going to have the meta, the benefit in the end for sure. Absolutely. For yep. sure. For sure. Well, Jamie, I have loved this conversation with you. We could go on and on and on. I know yes. for sure. For sure. We'll save it for another time, but can you tell everyone where to connect with you online? Yes. So they can just go to the machouseblog.com. If I can even get my words out, you can just Google Jamie McLaughlin or the Mac House blog. I have um, a podcast, the unfiltered motherhood podcast. But if you go to my website, uh, the machouseblog.com, um, you can download um, a seven day hair care routine. That's one thing that I realized that a lot of moms, again, it's like that top knot mom life. Yep. Um, and women either are washing their hair every day or they're not washing it at all. And it's like, <laughs> I wash my hair once a week. I've got a seven day hair care routine. It takes me two minutes to touch my hair up every day. Um, and so just being able to like simplify our self-care strategies like that is really helpful. So there's a seven day hair care routine that they can download for free and look through all my resources. There's tons of blog posts and all the things there. So I love it. I love it. And I'll make sure to include some links in the show notes as well. So I may have to go download that because yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, thank you so much for this conversation. I so enjoyed talking to you today. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. It was a blast. You bet. Jamie, thank you so much for this conversation. Gang, do you feel as lit up as I do? Like you should call all of your girlfriends and tell them, share this on social media. We need, you need to listen to this episode because it's so relatable because we have all felt like this at some point in our motherhood journey and it's BS. Okay. You do deserve to take care of yourself. Okay. There's no other way around it. You deserve to take care of yourself. We need to honor and respect our needs. And unfortunately, we're just not doing that. So let's talk about my three biggest takeaways. And let me tell you, it was hard to pick just three because there were so many good nuggets from this conversation with Jamie. So number one, proactive versus reactive self-care. Ooh, good, good, good. So like Jamie mentioned, we have these basic fundamental needs. Okay. Like moving our bodies, eating well, sleep, just drinking water for that matter. And we're not doing that. Those are examples of just proactive self-care, things we need to be doing every day to take care of ourselves. That's what we do within Self-Transform You. We start with basic self-care needs and just slowly add on layers to that depending on what works best for you. Okay, but we're so focused on the term self-care and thinking more like reactive, you know, like I'm having a really stressful day, so I'm going to eat a package of cookies and sit here and watch friends all evening. (laughs) Right. I mean, you sometimes we need to we need to live in that. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But we can't get stuck there. And I think that's when we get stuck there and this cycle keeps happening and we find ourselves in a self-care deficit where we're just not taking care of ourselves. So proactive versus reactive self-care. Proactive is where it's at. You're doing these things ahead of time to be able to deal with the hard stuff that comes up in your life. Number two, not taking care of yourself doesn't make you a better mom, okay? It it just doesn't. Not taking care of yourself long-term is just not sustainable. You are going to burn out. You are going to snap at your husband, your kids. You're going to feel exhausted all the time, not just physically, but mentally, like Jamie said, I love this. She goes, we're anxious, depressed, and hungry, and our bras don't fit. <laughs> like, I was raising my hand, like, yes, yes, yes. 
And like she mentioned, our kids read our body language. They feed off the way we speak, right? What kind of environment do you want for your kids? Do you want a loving, caring environment? Or do you want a tense, anxious, stressful environment? That's what queued up our transformation, my husband and I, in back in 2015, because it was like walking on eggshells all the time. We were so tense because we felt like crap all the time, right? And gang, when you start showing your kids the importance of taking care of yourself, they're going to learn to advocate and take care of themselves too, regardless if they're a mom someday or a dad or whatever. And taking care of yourself is so important and you're setting that standard for them. So what kind of standard do you want to set for them? Okay. So, and number three, the guilt will go away the better you feel about yourself and you have to make the time. This is a twofer. Okay. Because the two biggest challenges I hear from my clients is they don't have time and they feel guilty when they do take time. Okay. So let's unpack this a little bit. Like Jamie said, the guilt, where is that guilt coming from? Okay, ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel guilty for taking care of myself? Is it something you learned at a young age? Is it something you've learned just scrolling through social media? Like, seriously, we've talked about mom guilt on here tons of time, and it still creeps in for me every once in a while, too. But my kids are a lot happier when I'm happier, just saying. Okay, so Ask yourself where this is coming from. Even communicate with your spouse and your children like, hey, this is why mom needs to be able to do this or do that. How can we schedule this and make this work into our lives? Okay? They're not going to be like, no, mom, I don't want you taking care of yourself and feeling good. Like, who's? they're not going to say that. They're going to want you to feel better as well. The second one she mentioned, you know, is when we talked about you have to make time. You don't just find time. You're like, oh, I got to find time to do this and do that. Have you ever found yourself saying that? And then you never find the time because it's not there. It's not there. You have to make the time. You know, something we talked about was the overscheduling of our kids and our lives right now. We're feeling very isolated. We feel like our kids are running our lives. We're, we're just constantly in the car running them from sport to sport. And I'm in the thick of it right now. You know, my oldest is playing golf. And my youngest is doing run club. And there's been quite a few times where we've had to flip-flop and do this and do that. And this is just a season right now. I'm not going to overcommit my kid or myself for the sanity of our family. Okay? You may agree or not agree, but our family dynamic and taking care of our health is way more important. You, you know how you feel when you're overscheduled? Do you want your kids to feel that same way too? They're, they got a lot of pressures with homework, school, the, um, friends. You know, they're on... Um, if they're old enough and have a phone, their text groups and their friends too. You know, I'm seeing that with my 13 year old son. You know, they got sports. They want to do well. They want to keep up with everybody. Why put that extra pressure on them and yourselves as a family? So reevaluate your schedule. You have to make the time, and more importantly, schedule yourself in. Yep, schedule yourself and make a plan. We talked about this in Habit Breakthrough Boot Camp last week if you want to go listen to some actual strategies to make a self-care routine, to make time to do something for yourself. It's just not going to ma- magically happen. Happen. You have to be intentional and not just say, oh, I wish I could find the time. You got to make the time, girl. Okay, so Jamie, I think we definitely called BS on self-care, <laughs> what self-care really looks like today for moms. Thank you so much for coming on the show, gang. 
go follow Jamie and the Mac House blog. She has amazing content for you guys all to figure out how to start taking care of yourself as well. She's also the host of the Unfiltered Motherhood podcast. So go give that a listen. A lot of great nuggets over there. And there's a link in the show notes for you to be connected to Jamie over there. Don't forget, Self-Transform You is starting May 10th. I would love to have you join us. We've already had a couple of spots taken. So make sure you sign up ASAP so you are able to have your inside out transformation. Not just now, not just the six weeks through Self-Transform You, but for a lifetime girl. I'll see you next week. Hey girl, real quick before you go, if you love today's show and know your girlfriends need to hear this message too, then grab a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Emily Nichols 22 because the more mamas out there hearing this message, the more empowered we'll all feel to take care of ourselves so we can pour from a full cup. Or the number one way you can thank me for this podcast is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That way, more mamas will find the show here too. Love you and appreciate you, girlfriends. See you next time.